RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. We are live for a Monday night edition of the People's Talk Show. Excited to be back. Looking forward to connecting. Want to check out to find out what you've been keeping an eye on. And of course, I have a lot of good stories and I'm trying to put together the pieces of the puzzle to try to make sense of what's going on because nothing we're experiencing is just mere coincidence when we've been told that they're trying to restructure and reset everything and build it back better. And so I got a couple of things I want to share with you, but I'm curious also to see what you guys have been keeping an eye on. So feel free to let me know via the chat or in the phone lines, open up at 313-462-0027. You give me a call and let me know what's on your radar, what's on your mind, and we can definitely discuss that. So welcome to live stream. For any new viewers, feel free to let me know where you're watching from via the chat. I would definitely love to give you a shout out and acknowledge your presence for blessing us this evening. And so let me do a little maintenance on my side, and then I'll jump into some articles and some videos and just trying to share my thoughts about some things. And uh, everything we're experiencing uh, is leading towards the moment where the financial system in and of itself is taken down. And I have the actual video. I actually had a chance to go through enough to be able to put this piece of the puzzle together to kind of pinpoint as to what exactly we should expect come next few months, possibly why. And uh, the only question is, who will it be? Who will be the lamb sacrificed? And of course, I think it has something to do with a particular bank. And so I'm going to share my thoughts with on, on that. So, all right. So for those tuning in right now, if you haven't already hit the thumbs up button, I hope that by putting all this together, it gives you something to chew on so that you can process it and see if it works for you. And let me know if I miss it somewhere because I'm always uh, looking for feedback from the community. So welcome. And then also while I'm doing my little quick rant in the community page on the channel, uh, if you go to the very first, I put like a little feedback survey asking you know, you guys, what would you like to see more of? And so I'm trying to narrow down and just hone in on what the viewers, which is you guys, what you guys want to see, whether it be the interviews, the live streams, the Q&A live with somebody or the little quick rants. Let me know because I want to definitely make sure I try to focus on bringing you up to date, relevant news and giving my analysis on it so that you can have something to process and hopefully share it with the family and friends to help them while we're still connected. So anyway, let me jump right in. And uh, let me do a little homework on my side here, and then we'll jump right in. Let me share my screen, and then we will dive into it. So I'm hoping to lay this out in a smooth fashion for you guys. All right. So for those that are new to the channel, make sure you guys check out RethinkingTheDollar.com. That's the home base. That's where everything ends up at the end of the day. want to make sure you guys are aware and in tune with that. So if we're ever disconnected on uh, YouTube, you know where you can find me at, and that's on the rethinkingdollar.com. And so, articles throughout the day, you name it, it, it goes up there gold, silver, crypto, you name it. A lot of stuff happening worth talking about. All the old videos from RTD get put there, all the recommended videos are there. And then, if you scroll down to the bottom, that's the most important part to me, which happens to be the step one, which is the awakening period 10 questions to test your dollar IQ, see where you stand. Not all dollars are created equal, remember that. And I think. That's something I'm going to start preaching more of because you need to be aware of that, that in this decade here, as, we, as we're in right now, we're going to find out why that is. And of course, you guys know, but a lot, yet a lot of your family and friends don't know. So hopefully you guys can plug them in with this information here. Test your IQ, see where you stand. If you do well, fine. If you don't pass to the next person, hopefully they'll do decent. But if not, the majority on average is not doing too well. Anyway, let's keep moving. And then also during the week, if you guys are connected or are interested in connecting with us, 
off air for a little hangout. Consider becoming a member of the Patreon gang and hang out with us on Zoom for some little face to face. And I also might just have the off air on air with those that want to participate like we did in the old days where we have you know a lot of people gather on screen and we just go back and forth. So that's something I'm considering as well. So consider supporting the channel if you're interested. All right. Next one here. Uh, LinkedIn. So not LinkedIn, but uh, here is the all the places where you can find RTD on air. If you you know, if this on air, we're there. So feel free to connect with us here. I encourage you guys to make sure you follow your favorite content creators off the mainstream platforms like never before this summer, this spring, this fall, rather, because there will be some unplugging and some takedown of channels. So make sure you stay connected. So my recommendations would be make sure you're on Telegram so you can stay connected. Then we got uh, the email list is another thing here. We got uh, Parler. We got Rumble. We got Library. You name it. So make sure you guys stay connected. So we'll make sure you guys stay plugged in. And then also every week I send out an email with all the information you need for upcoming uh, live streams. So you'll always be notified. Consider just uh, joining the email list here. Put your email address in there. I'll send you one email a week with all the links to the live stream for the week. So you'll always be informed. All right. So let's keep it moving right, uh, right, right away. So for those jumping in here, I got a couple of things I want to lay out to you, get your thoughts on it. And we're going to play around with some stuff and just try to make sense of what's going on, because I think my personal opinion that this sell off is just a temper tantrum by the by the boys club or it has something to do with some of the momentum gaining based upon the results or the possible results from that uh, little uh, audit out in Arizona. And of course, Pennsylvania got some issues. So. We're going to touch on that. Heard some very interesting news about the state of Michigan and Macomb County out here on how those uh, results didn't look too promising. So is this something uh, as a little warning sign? We'll see. Anyway, let me check in real quick. We got Solo hanging out with us. We got Gene W. Says, while waiting, I never see the number of likes Mike deserves. Appreciate you, Gene. Appreciate you a lot. DC Precise, Solo. We got Black Swan. Steve said we could be in the fourth. We could be in for a wild third and fourth quarter. Oh, we are going to be in for a hell of a third and fourth quarter. I promise you that. And you know why? I'll save it for in a moment. Solo, we got uh, Tom checking in with us. Get your brass and lay it up. Definitely. All right. We got uh, Mass Free Society, DC Precise. We got Jordan checking in. We got Mastermind Stocks stocking up on the iron. <laughs> Mr. Nitty, we got Kerry joining us. Build back better equals communism. Communism. Hands down. At the same time that Biden pretender administration is talking about Cuba, that right there lets you know something's wrong. Like they're taking us all the policies, all the things they're doing lines up with that whole Marxist slash communist approach to things. But they're bashing Cuba. That lets you know something else is going on there. All right. And I, I imagine has more to do with uh, Cuba's stance on uh, being partners with Russia and probably having sh shifted towards China a little bit as well. Because Cuba's literally, you know, a couple miles away from Florida. So you don't want to have your arch enemy getting that close to home directly. But that's just my thought. We got Debt and Regret checking in. Uh, we got Carrie from Wyoming checking in. How you doing, Carrie? Let me know what's going on in Wyoming. Never been out there. New Church of Philadelphia. Solo. Flat Felix. Okay. Jim, a few more people checking in. Debt and Regret with the love offering right, right away. It says, house prices in Australia go up with every lockdown. Is that interesting? That's interesting. APRA has told Australian banks to prepare for negative interest rates, house prices to the moon. So basically what you're saying, debt and regret, the banks there are about to pay you to take out a loan to buy some real estate, which will definitely incentivize a lot of people to go out and take on more than they could have ever afforded prior to. I'm not surprised at all, to say the least. 
and uh, it, it's it's that's not quite sure how or if we can get to that point here in the U.S. But in real nominal terms, we're already negative. So, but yet you're referring to real, actual, real negative mortgage rates. That's a one of a kind. This is a once in a lifetime experience, people. Uh, Solo says uh, it's a Chinese exercise regimen. Okay, so let me stop ranting. Crypto agrees. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. I see a lot of questions out there. I'm gonna try to get to it. Um, Philman says thoughts on the shooting at the baseball game. Okay, so I saw some video clips of you know people dispersing inside the stadium there. Other than that, I didn't follow up with it. I heard about it being some loud bangs. So I'm assuming is is it official that it was a shooting out outside? Or what? I did not follow up on it, so I am a little bit uh, unfamiliar with that other than just having saw the crowd disperse, people running to the dugout and all that good stuff like that. But uh, anyway, okay, so let's keep moving, man. Let me let me share with you and put together a little bit of my two cents as to how I've been trying to just on the surface put some topics together and just make sense of what's going on and how after I'm going to share with you this little bit of a cyber polygon. And so we all know that on July 9th, they had their exercise and it was a five hour live stream. I actually got the live stream here. I'm going to play for you a quick snippet, which gives you just some of the pictures in there to me, it says it speaks volumes. I'm going to share my thoughts with Joe Nat. And then, of course, I watched the whole claw swab. So, of course, he's the front man for this entire you know pandemic we're experiencing. So he's basically the puppet. And the in the orchestrators of all this are the fun are the funding behind that. You know, so we got Microsoft, we got IBM, all the partners in the Cyber Polygon, they're all funding and using the World Economic Front Forum and Claw Swab as a founder and board member director as the front cover face model. But yet there's a lot more to that story we're going to touch on. And so let me actually just get right into it and then uh we can we can touch on it. So I want to start off with and just share my thoughts and I'm curious to get yours as well. So this this is very interesting because uh, it's several several ways you can read into this, and I'll just share my I'll go on my go into my little rant real quick as best I can, share my two cents on it, and then let you guys chime in. But I think this is definitely within the same within a good ballpark of where we're, where we're heading. But it says Dow tumbled seven hundred points for its worst drop since October, as investors fear a resurgence. Okay, so we all know, and of course, if you if you Check the news right now. They're talking about, uh, you know, 60 percent. So Boris Johnson came out and apparently made a mistake. He was quoted wrong. So on a Twitter page, I put out there earlier how he said that he said and he was quoted as saying 60 percent of the people who have participated with two of them are the ones are the ones in the hospital. Then within literally a couple minutes of that article, they made some adjustments, said 60 percent of people who have not participated are the ones that's in the hospital because of, you know, COVID. And of course, then I've, I've saw other slippages of tongues from other health ministers. I think it was there's an article. Um, let me see. There's somewhere on on my Instagram. Somebody sent me something where Israel also has some alarming stats and all the stats show that it's actually those who have participated, which I've made the most trips into the hospital. So that's all a little a lie. But amongst the idea of possible truth coming out, what better way to divert people's attention and to cause a little bit of uh financial distractions i.e this whole uh set off today and of course is we're being told that it's as a it's because of a surgence a resurgence rather in this whole new variant type of thing and so globally all markets are having a little bit of issues because of the threat of and the fear of a possible lockdown this coming fall 
And so, of course, the UK is talking about it heavily. Me and Mike, uh, me and Mario talked about it on Friday. And of course, here in the US, as they, they will follow suit, especially here in Michigan, I'm more than confident they will follow suit. So, possibly this fall, if things get out of hand and if they lose control of the narrative the way that it appears that they might be, as far as trying to convince people to be as, fe as fearful as possible, then we can expect any type of curveballs where they may come out with some other stuff. So, we got the artificial fake news coming from the sources here about these whole about the whole idea of a variant causing the markets to correct okay cool that that's that's a possibility of one but also keep in mind two other things two other things to consider about what we're being told here one as i just mentioned that uh we have some recent developments out in arizona about the possibilities of some tampering and some things that are not lining up which a lot of those who are in the alternative sphere already believe that things didn't line up anyway with this past election but it looks like arizona might have confirmed some things that really led to a awakening of the possibility of maricopa uh, was it maricopa county that some things are not right there so it's going to only get it's going to go it's only going to grow more and so what better way also to keep people's attention off the possibility of hearing more about that then it caused a little bit of a market, you know, gyration or whatnot, 700, 900, I think it was 900 points at one time. And then also for those that are probably paying attention in Pennsylvania, uh, I post an article on Twitter saying that Pennsylvania is not allowing um, law enforcement or whoever, I can't think of the people offhand, to actually have access to the voting machines. They will not allow people in to the building to have access to them. Why? What are they hiding? If it's all fair and it's clean, why not let people, you know, just, Get it out the way and, and move on. And of course, they're selling this. It's not about returning, overturning the last election, this past election. It's about preparation for 2022. So that could be another reason why we get this little market distraction here. And so my my I, what I would lean towards actually is the fact that if you look at prior market events and only market market events is that I've, I've as I've always said, we're going to have more potential sell offs right around the time more currency is needed to prop this thing up because mind you unless currency is created unless banks are lending unless you know currency is flowing then there's no new currency flooding into these markets and so could wall street be speaking to the politicians to main street and and putting pressure on politicians the way they always do to come together on this biden infrastructure bill because he's out there last couple of weeks making a case for how we need infrastructure spending in this. I think the most recent numbers, if I'm not mistaken, is two trillion, three point five trillion, whatever trillion. We all know it's going to be trillions. And as I as I've always said, we can expect more stimulus packages moving forward until they decide to shut this thing off. And so isn't it isn't it interesting? So I'm going to actually thumb through this real quick. And so first thing that came to my mind was that if you just look at. The last time, so the Dow's worst day since last October. It says 10 largest single day percentage drops in Dow Jones Industrial Average. So just 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 looking at the Dow, because this for some reason is the mainstream mainstream media's primary focus on the health of the economy as well as most investors, the main the the uninformed investors. This is how they probably measure their portfolio when it comes to this particular uh, entity here. But as you guys can see here, the most the, the this is the sell-offs of the last uh, couple of months. And so every single one of these sell-offs typically involves some type of stimulus package that was either right soon to follow or the mainstream narrative and the politician and Wall Street was hungry for more currency to be created. So they started 
pumping some fear out there of some kind or the market start tanking. And so once again, this could be right on time, in my personal opinion. And so one of the things I want to actually go to is that if you go to uh, let me see here. So this is U.S. COVID stimulus and relief. So this is all this is a time frame for all the prior stimulus packages. And so I was thumbing through this. And of course, this is entire history of the last year, a year plus. This is the so this is the U.S.'s financial script, all the funds, all the currency where everything was reported to have gone. And so if you scroll down to so it tells you about the CARES Act, it tells you about all the stimulus packages. And so far, we are we've we've had four stimulus packages and we're working on the fifth right now. And of course, the dates to all the prior corrections in the markets happen to fall around within a couple of weeks or so of you know a market sell-off to cross panic it lit a fire under the politicians behind to then come to some type of an agreement to then come out and say hey we're going to pass you know you know a modified bill we're going to have a bipartisan modified bill and then sure enough you know one trillion 1.8 trillion two trillion and so here's just just more of the so more of the issues here so we got stimulus package relief one stimulus package relief two and it tells you how much in there how much was in there who was two and all that stuff like that we got stimulus package three, which is the CARES Act. That was March 27th. Then we got stimulus package relief 3.5. A supplementary s- stimulus package phase was signed into law on April 24 of 2020. That was 484 billion. So these are all these phases of, of any of the stimulus packages. Trump executive orders brought more currency, buys extensions. We got the vent- eviction moratoriums out of the CARES Act. Then we got stimulus and relief bill uh package number four. This is around Christmas. And then, of course, here we are. By the, we got the stimulus package five. So, stimulus package five is uh, the American Rescue Plan. And if you look at, let me see, let me find this chart. Here. There's a chart here. If you look at the last time we had a nice market sell-off, let me find that. If you look at the time we had a nice market sell-off, it was in March. <laughs> so, this was the beginning of March-ish, I think. So, just looking at here, this is the beginning of March. We had a nice little little dip here. And then, of course, look what happened. Uh, around the same time, the American Rescue Plan was mentioned, brought, signed, or whatever. And that's when I think, you know, they gave out some stimulus checks in March. So here we are now, another little market sell-off. Uh, a couple of days before, more stimulus is needed. Are you surprised that there's a sell-off now? So my anticipation will be the infrastructure bill will be signed by next week because you can't have a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday sell-off. That's going to cause too much problems out there. So believe me, somebody gonna you know somebody gonna sign something. It's gonna be a two two billion two trillion package, you know, abbreviated package being thrown out there to keep this thing going because the system cannot it, it cannot continue to move forward without stimulus, hands down. And so I, what what is the uh, so I forgot what, what's the current um, so in March we had the American Rescue Plan and what's the infrastructure called now? I think it's let me look it up. Is it uh, so it's to be continued? But what is it the American recovery plan or something like that what is it called somebody let me know in the chat what's the what's the current one i forgot it's, it's, it's whatever it's, the, it's about to be the fifth sixth one so let me know um but okay so that's my point there so i just take it as you know wall street having a hissy fit they want more currency to keep things popped up so here we go infrastructure bill will get passed next week or two three okay sure okay cool keep it moving now here's also some problems and the problems that I'm con- not concerned with or just things that we should keep an eye on, it happens to be with the reverse repo market melt up. And to me, that will be the systemic catalyst that forces the um, hands of the orchestrators of this e- entire experience. 
And what I mean by that is that the bank, it, everything we're experiencing, it all boils down to the banking sector. There would be no central banking structure if there was not the globally systemic important, important banks, which carries the bulk of all the mess that's in its financial systems, from the derivatives to the debts, the CD, all the products they've created, more than I can mention, it's all contained within the commercial banking sector. That's what this is all about, people. They've used, they've weaponized the United States dollar, aka our national currency, for their own profit. They're running dry because once again, all the all the clues are leading to the fact that the reverse repo market was a tool used to just put them in a very bad position to where they, all along they've been fighting disinflation while needing inflation. And so I want to share with you just a little bit. So I'm assuming everybody knows and, you know, everybody, of course, everybody watches and follows George Gammon. And so George did a great job in his last video uh, laying out the problems, uh, some of the problems. And it's all regards to the cash glut that uh, has been put out there with all these five prior or yeah, five prior stimulus packages. More currency is being created. You know, what five, six trillion has been created or what, a third of the entire money supply has been created and pretty much pumped into the system. And it's created a problem that I don't think the Federal Reserve was even smart enough to realize what they're doing. Why? Because this is all a monetary experiment on the fly. We're witnessing stuff that no human being has ever probably been able to think out thoroughly because no one has ever been in an environment like this where you have digital currency, paper currency, all those financial products, derivatives up to one point something quadrillion. I mean, how do you manage all that and interest rates and the gut bond market? So I'm saying it's it's very complicated in nature, but I can summarize it real quick. There's no financial future in a Federal Reserve note. That's at the end of all this. But anyway, so just real quick, I'm sure if you guys haven't, check it out. You know, George did a good job laying it out. But in, in a nutshell, he goes through this whole video here, basically laying out the case in regards to the gentleman who talked about the possibility, Mr. Zoltair, who talks about pretty soon within weeks, within weeks, the reverse, reverse repo market will be hitting $2 trillion a week. And that's a problem. And I think... Uh, the primary problem is that, and of course, Gerald, George laid it out in his video here, but all that currency there is being slushed around and is being placed back into the Federal Reserve's coffers where it came from originally, and it's sucking out liquidity from the system at a very at a, at a very alarming rate. So therefore, with all this currency that was created, it was designed to prop things up. But because it's causing problems for commercial banks, they're putting it back into the Fed's hands, and the Fed's now becoming the first, last, and everything of, of the economy. And they're taking out the monetary base and it's not much currency floating around at the same time that the world needs Federal Reserve notes to make its obligations and stuff like that. So the whole concern is that if this continues, it's going to suck out more currency and more institutions will be looking to park Fed money at the, at the Federal Reserve, therefore drying up the spigot and therefore causing a deflationary type of crash like like no other. And so George did a good job of summarizing Zotar's uh, whole synapses there. But as this reverse repo market, which I'm going to show you real quick for those who, you know, of course, a lot of people still pay attention to it. But as this reverse repo market continues to melt up, it's very deflationary for the economy because that's currency in circulation in the digital form racing out of the currency into money market accounts, which are on the Federal Reserve's balance sheet, which sucks out the liquidity that the Fed meant to pump in. And so ultimately, Uncle Sam needs to get involved. So fiscally, they need at least three more 
stimulus packages within before this year is out to make up for what's being sucked out because of this reverse repo where funds are just basically chasing yield. And so what does that mean? The banking system will become even more unsteady. Therefore, the I, the possibility of some type of seize up, seize up of the system in the form of something in the credit market, more than likely, because this is all about the banks, because the banks are not lending because they don't have the currency because they parked it in the Fed. So ultimately, what this is all boiling down to is that within the next couple of months, within the next couple of before the end of this year, but ways the way things are trending, if they get to two trillion dollars a day of funds being parked at the Fed for safety, then you can imagine there's going to be some type of hiccup or glitch in the system. And then what will that do? That is the right and the perfect time, because at that moment, when the when this repo markets get to that two trillion, you know, type of currency per day, if it gets to that point, then that's basically to me the signs that there is nowhere else to go. There is no way to get out of this mess. The Federal Reserve is trapped. They've already by that time come out with the infrastructure package, another package. All the funds have been created, but it may not be enough and in time to meet demand. And therefore, there will be probably some type of market correction around that time frame. And guess what has to happen at that point? That's when we got the cyber polygon event. And so at that moment, I anticipate between now and I'm saying in the fall that there will be some type of financial crises with the cyber polygon exercise that took place last week and a half. And just to give you some insight onto that. And so let me put this on the screen here. So uh, I think it was last week we were talking uh, about how there's been no information since then. But I've had a chance to come across some information that's very uh, just make you think. And so here's an article from News Wars, because I was curious as to whatever happened to the cyber polygon. So I did a little research today and the official report. I wasn't about to download it because I don't want to download nothing from this entity here. I just don't trust that. So I use this article here as just an example. And then this article here links to the entire five hour, five, almost six hour exercise that was recorded online. And so you got all the participants here. And of course, I'm going to play for you a little quick little 15 second video here, which shows you the future that they have planned just based upon some snippets here of how everything we do because it's interconnected and then listen to Claus Schwab, the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes, he laid out everything as to how, you know, the role of big government or government rather and private corporations have to merge together to, cl- to create an eco- ecosystem that allows equality and da, 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 because we're all plugged in now and all this crap. And he said a lot of stuff to let you know that, you know, at the right time, they need to pull the plug. And so I'm ranting too much, but let me get to the nuts and bolts of it. So if you look here. In this article here at the very bottom, there is a 2020 report. So this is the read says read the cyber polygon 2020 document. And so if you thumb through this document here, you get all the nuts and bolts of last year's exercise. And my assumption is that this is the fourth year of this exercise of this event. And it came about at the time Trump came into office. So I would assume that this was all linked somehow, some way. Not sure if it was you know part of the plan or what, but so just to give you the idea here, it gives you all the, this is the 2020 report here and it gives you the executive summary. And of course there's two scenarios. It talks about the two scenarios in his report here. Cause I was always wondering what they were. It says uh, cyber polygon featured two parallel tracks. 
online stream for a wide audience and technical exercise for cybersecurity teams for organizations, organism, organizations. And then it goes on here. Uh, the exercise included two scenarios, defense and the response. And it says in the first scenario, the participants uh, practice repelling a massive cyber attack in real time. It says they had to manage the attack as fast as possible and minimize the amount of information stolen while maintaining availability of the infrastructure. Okay. Then the response, the second scenario involved investigating the identified uh, incident by applying traditional forensics as well as threat hunting, a method whereby specialists continuously hunt for threats by manipulating, by manually analyzing security events from the various sources that whatever. Okay. So these are the two scenarios. So I would assume that these scenarios are still in alignment with what they did the last week or two. But if you scroll down here, there's a report that I wanted to look at. So here's all the people who participated, IBM, ICANN. This is the website. This is the internet. Scroll down. But this event here in 2021 was co-hosted and partnered with Russia. So to start off this video here, to start off this video here, uh, this guy here, this is the Russian, this is the Russian um, finance minister, whatever, something like, wow. So they have, they, so Russia's involved in this. And it's good to say Russia has de-dollarized completely and they have more gold than they have dollars. So I would just, you know, just link all that together. And so just to go back here and I'm going to play this little clip here, stop rant, but I'm going to tie this all up real quick. And so here's a report that caught my attention because what is the greatest threat to the system? It's the financial institution. So it says the teams represented organizations from both the public and private sectors. Why was there more financial institutions participants than that than it than government agencies and healthcare education telecom and all that other stuff like you know these are important industries but why financial institutions why would the need to have so many so much of the bulk of the participants and organizations be in the financial sector to me that lets me know just read me reading into it to me that lets me know that whatever the attack will look like whatever it might be it's going to be in the financial realm primarily because we've been introduced to the pipeline supposedly and all that stuff. It was just a setup. That was all something in-house done, you know, to me, just, you know, fake, fake attacks is what I call them. But yet the greatest threat to the entire system is the financial system. And then you factor in the reverse repo action. And then you factor in the indebted governments. So basically some more summarizes all up real quick. This is my hypothesis. This is what I'm anticipating between now and then the reverse repo market would get out of hand to the tune of trillion dollars per day type of activity that's unsustainable. It cannot last forever. When it gets to the point and when they realize that they can no longer contain it or hold things together, they might let things collapse on like a Friday and give or take the whole gyrations of the markets. I mean, that might, you know, there could be some type of an event, unforeseen event. Like, for example, in the political sphere, if more audits or whatever come about, then expect this to be sped up a lot faster. But their goal is, in my opinion, to draw this thing out as long as they can to get as much currency out of the system and into the hands that all the people profiting off of this basically profit to the wazoo and then keep the illusion that the, everything is good, the recovery is good, because also they have to make sure they continue to get jabs in the arm before fall hits, because when fall hits, that's when stuff going to really hit the fan, when your normal flu bug starts. And so between now and then, we're being set up for something very interesting because the event that they're going to do, they're going to take down. I don't know if it would be the, the entire banking sector or all they have to do. And the reason I mention this in this video here, in this video here, I'm going to show in this video, 
Claus Swap dropped a little nugget that I, I picked it up. He said that all of the financial sector is 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 interconnected and tied together, and the threat is it it, it, it says something like you know it doesn't doesn't take much you know it doesn't take much if 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 one is if one is bothered then everything is bothered and something like oh okay and of course he's reading off a script you can tell his eyes is going sideways but i'm thinking like okay so what bank what bank might they decide to sacrifice as the lamb for this entire experience to blame to blame it as the 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 bank that was hit and were attacked so that they can say that some government and mind you, Russia's in on this, you know, whole experiment here. So perhaps they could also be the catalyst. Because once again, this is the globalist agenda here. So Russia could say, "Hey, okay, we'll we'll take the blame because a it's going to create a conflict between east and west. It'll get the it'll get the east who has the most to lose out of all this an enemy by pointing towards us, and then we can say we didn't do it, and they can whatever whatever as a diversion tactic. While they say let's sacrifice Deutsche Bank or because Deutsche Bank is the is the is the epicenter of the whole derivatives market. They have more derivative exposure than anything, and the bank is ready to basically go belly ups. So long-winded answer. Market sell-off is to get more currency in the system because the markets need it. And then also on the repo side of things, if this continues to continue continues to increase the way that it's looking like, it's not sustainable beyond this year. So the Cyber Polygon financial event will occur sometime in the fall would be my hypothesis. I hope I'm 100 percent wrong. But based on all this stuff, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't want to bet against me anyway. OK, I laid out all that. So let's have it at me. Have at me. Where did I miss it? What did I what could I have included? Let me know. Phone lines are open. Let's talk. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure I laid out as much as I could while I still could. But hopefully. Some of that stuff made sense. Hopefully, I went too far away. And then also, I got a couple more articles as well. I'll save it. I'll save those articles. But anyway, phone lines open. Let's talk or highlight at Rethinking a Dollar in the chat. Let me know what you got on your mind, and we can do that. Um, okay, we got a call here. Let's get this call. Let me get this call. One again. I got two calls here. Let me try. Let me see here. Let me try this way. Let me try this one. See what happens. Hello, caller. Where are you calling from? Uh, maybe not. All right, try give me a call back. I'll try to answer it from a different line. Anyway, give me a call. All right, so let me check in. It says I see something here. Let me see. Uh, let me see. Mike. Carrie says, Mike, what uh, what bank do you think they would take will take the fall? <sighs> I, I, like I, I mentioned, uh, Deutsche Bank. It's going to be a globally, globally systemic important bank because that right there was set the domino effect to all the banks. Now, are they willing to go that far? I think they would in the worst case scenario because if there will be an event, the Claus Swab has made he made it apparent that whatever the next event is coming, it's going to be life changing. And he's made it clear that the next event is going to be bigger than the prior event, which was the whole lockdown from the pandemic. So I'm again, I, I'd imagine that they'll be willing to then. Let it roll into all the big, all the too big to fail banks. And of course, they may use a product. They may use a particular angle. And of course, they can say that it was that country, that country. So I'm not quite sure, but it will be a too big to fail bank. Will it be on the U.S. soil? That's a possibility, but we'll see. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? 
This is Pat. Pat, how you doing, my man? Alabama. What's up, Pat? What's your mind tonight? Give me a quick thought. Okay, first thought I got is, you know, everybody's afraid of everything, and we always talk about the devil thriving off of fear. Uh-huh. I mean, we've got social fears. We've got economic fears. We've got health fears mm-hmm. and all that, considering flu season's coming up again. Uh, and uh, I think uh, we need to think more about what we got. Uh, one thing I want to leave you with, and yeah. I'll leave you real quick, Mike, yeah. is uh, we're Americans. We're all born free. Yeah. What we do with that freedom from birth is left up to you. Very true. That's all I got to say, dude. Very true. Y'all have fun now. 100%. Appreciate you, Pat. Good to hear from you. Have fun. Yep. Yeah, good stuff, man. All right, phone lines are open. Give me a call. There's all types of subjects, man. There's all types of stuff to talk about. Man, we got, there's more stuff. Man, it's just, I got more stuff I want to rant about, but I don't want to hog up the microphone. That's why I want to get you guys to people's talk show. So give me a call, 313-462-0027. Chris, I appreciate that support, my friend. It says, Mike, your thoughts on video coming on video coming out of France showing police joining in on demonstration. Is this a bad sign for the government? Um, great, Chris. That's a great there, man. I'm glad you want to take it there. So, a uh, great, great, uh, great thought there. Great question. So, let me actually, I put, I put together a video here, and to me, that shows that the people, which are the French people themselves, including the government, they are uh, not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The law enforcement, they are in lock and step with the people. They realize that they are, they are the people. They just happen to have given given a job that allows them to supposedly protect and serve. But those are people who have been marching with the uh, people in France. They realize that I would assume they realize that they're in the fight as well because your paycheck, your job, your livelihood only goes so far before you realize that is that worth you know doing? Is your job worth you giving up ultimately your 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 life's freedoms and your children's freedoms and all that stuff? And of course, everywhere on the screen right here. They're further along with their agenda because it's outright. And I'm hearing so many stories about out of France where you can't, or I think it's London, where you can't go in a nightclub unless you got your passport and all that. So they're further ahead there. So it, is, it excites me to realize that there's people who have badges that realize the fight is against them as well. And they are, and those people who are walking, they realize that they are being used as puppets for basically enforcing something that is not even lawful because this whole passport stuff and all this stuff going on there to my knowledge, that's, Oh, that's, that's the government overstepping their boundaries because that is not a part of what the people who put them people in power agreed to or signed up for. So I'm excited to see it. And I, and that can be a sign that the government might be losing control over there. So if these uprisings continue to increase, which to me could mean that people are waking up. And of course, those are in regions where people are known for hitting the streets. I ran it today on Facebook how, you know, my people, you know, people who tune in, I mean, you guys are awake and aware. I'm sure you guys be ready to hit the streets any minute. But the average person will not think about disrupting their comforts, even though they're witnessing things around them changing. They wouldn't they would dare less touch the streets. And I'm thinking like when I first saw all these videos and the French police were marching arm to arm. First thought came to my mind is we need to hit the streets now, you know, just in a in a sheer the sheer presence, whatever in the area you is. So I'm I'm literally I'm ranting a little bit. I'm literally thinking about hitting the streets, 
when, when, and I say I'm hitting the streets just to be a presence in the streets, get a sign, get a message of some kind just to get people to think about stuff. Because I'm thinking like by the time that type of stuff hits American soil outright, it's going to be too late because the agenda will be further along. And what they will do here in Michigan, especially by the fall, they're going to call themselves locking down, cramping down. And it's going to be cold. So there's nobody going outside in the cold. So what do you do? You'd be forced to take it. So that's why I think in the north, they're going to try some okie doke like that. Anyway, I'm missing calls. I apologize. Let me get you on here. One second. Ah. All right. Once to give me one second. I'm hitting the wrong button. All right. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where you calling from? Boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. How you doing, my man? Give me a quick thought. What are you, what are you thinking? Well, I got two quick thoughts. Yep, give it to me. I noticed one bank has started uh, not issuing loans. That's Wells Fargo. Yep. And then the, and then the other mm. one is with all the uh, sound bites being on main media. Uh, I'm thinking that there's going to be some regulations coming down the line for the, uh, YouTube and Facebook. Yeah. Because they're saying people getting their news from alternative sources. Mm. That's all I wanted to say. Mm. I like what you're thinking. All right. I'm a, I'm, I got my thoughts and I'm going to touch on that one. Appreciate you for calling, my man. All right, no problem. Yeah, be good. Bye-bye. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? All right, so great thoughts there. I missed a call or two. Give me a call back. I'll get you on here. Um, okay, so Wells Fargo. Okay, so Wells Fargo was the first bank to come out and say, hey, we're going to suspend personal loans. Why? Because, as I mentioned before, the banks themselves are not lending like that. Because, And this goes into earlier I was talking about um, – I think it was watching Steve Van Meter earlier, or it was it was watching George Gamble, either one, uh, about just, just the, the reverse repo market, how that's impacting the bond market. But with all the funds being drawn out of the commercial banks and parked into the Fed's coffers, that means there's less liquidity for the banks to be able to lend from. As like, you know, the fractional reserve lending, if, they, if all the currency is leaving, there's nothing to fractional reserve lend off of. And you got a time where people are not out there really like, most people are not out there like that taking up debt. Because I'd assume it's not as easy. I don't know. I ain't tried, but it's probably not as easy to try to get the loans that you want for some. And I'm sure it's still plentiful. But overall, you know, I saw some of my mortgage applications are down a little bit. And so uh, that's to me a sign that, you know, credit commercial lending is, you know, seasoned up a little bit. And so I can see that leading to more issues. And then you have more banks coming out not doing personal. So it just starts with the personal line of credit. Then it's going to trickle down to other things, which, once again, the banks don't need your money. So if they don't need it, why do they have to have, offer you loans? But then, that's the whole business model. That's the whole banking model. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Mike, Tony from Oakland. How you doing, bro? TB, doing good, my man. What's in your mind? Man, Ross spoke and no one heard him. Ross? Ross spoke and no one heard him. The guy that we talk about on this air spoke three days ago and nobody heard him. Give me okay. I'm, I'm confused. Give me clarify. We talking about? We said Ross spoke it. Okay, and nobody heard him. Ross, there who? was a grand. There was a solar kill shot let loose three days ago. Not one, but two. Uh huh. And nobody heard it. The reason they didn't hear it is because he let it go on the opposite side of the planet. If we was in winter time, uh -huh. it would be a kill shot. It would melt everything that was electrical. Um. Okay. So I remember you mentioning that. So actually, I just, so just to you know, give us give us a little bit of rundown. I just typed in "solar kill shot" and the video popped up. <laughs> and so, right. I don't. I, With I, the solar kill shot. Go ahead, give it to me. 
and this is what I think that they're hiding uh-huh. is that they we're going through the uh, the twelve thousand year grand solar minimum. Yeah, it, it beginning. Yeah, and uh, and that's how the world ended mm-hmm. and began again. Ooh. There is no zero mm-hmm. A.D. B.C. Mm-hmm. Wonder why? Because that's when it began again. Anyway, the one that released the other day uh-huh. was so powerful that the both of them were so powerful that it would have. It, what it does is it comes in as a ray. Yeah, melts everything, goes down to the core, and kicks back up. So it would burn everything electrical. Uh-huh. There would be gas. There would be no water. There would be no no anything. You, it would be just like Ra wanted it. Yeah. Back in the beginning, what he created, uh-huh. he destroys everything that, that man created. You wouldn't have anything. You wouldn't be able to get in your car. You yeah. wouldn't have fuel. You wouldn't have fire unless you started it yourself. People need to wake up. They won't talk about the sun. Wonder why. Yeah. Because that is the thing that is connected. That sun is connected to the Milky Way. It's everything within that galaxy yeah. that is connected to the sun. If that sun decides to spit something your way, mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. Okay. How many, how many Earths does it take uh, to, to cover just one line of the sun? Over 100? How big is that sun? It's huge. Yeah. So outgassing was just like his word to me. Mm-hmm. Or her word to me, because everything that happens, everything that's born in this life is born through a seed. Yeah. And it comes through a woman. Don't mm-hmm. come through no man. Oh, no doubt. He is just <laughs> the provider. So, you know, we have to we have to get real with this. Just take your life. And, and we prepare. Mm-hmm. We have prep channel and everything else. But you're only prepping for a small period of time. You're saying that everything's going to come back up. When Rob puts that thing down here on this earth Mm -hmm. that he spits out from the sun or she spits out from her, Mm -hmm. then everything goes blank forever. Yeah. And that's where, and that's like uh, outside. Okay. So every, everything digital, everything technical, all the, all the computer systems, all the stuff like that. if, If it comes down to that, it's fried. We're back into the Stone Age type of time frame, what it sounds like, you know, and that is not necessarily going to be a bad thing. That that would not be a bad thing. Well, people die. <laughs> people die, How? right? But I would imagine, you know, I would imagine we would still be able to have life and move forward, rebuild until the next. But it definitely. How are we going to do that? I, I don't know. Never been there. Never done that. Don't deep, don't dive into. It. I don't know. But I'll just you know just say through faith, I'll trust that. There will be some left to be able to continue on, you know, worst case. Now we'll see. But one thing I can one thing that I can say that if that does occur, if it does happen, then the globalist agenda utilizing technology. And of course, I, I forgot to show the little video I meant to show, but their agenda, making sure everyone's connected to the Internet system with the plugs and all stuff like that. That's done. That's that I would have to cancel. So mankind can have a chance of not being coming, you know, computerized zombies in this current lifetime more than likely but you have no food you have no water you have no shelter the shelter that you're in is what you get mm-hmm. and anything that you stocked up is a man's next food that's coming around the corner to get it yeah but yeah that is the worst scenario i mean that's worst case not I, I, I tony i can say I, I i don't i hope you're wrong but yet once again we'll have to wait and find out man so yeah that's subject, no, that, that's subject matter out. you're talking about right. 
is is beyond my scope of focus. So I appreciate you for bringing that to us because other than other than yesterday the sun, I think it's yesterday and today the sun being extremely red. And my wife mentioned it, all my family members mentioned it. I I didn't even look up. I forgot. I got my mind so full of other stuff. But um, hey, signs of the time, like, something like that. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. And, and I gave you this channel once. I'll give it to you again. And I don't mind sharing it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it's a guy that I listened to, but BP Earthwatch put it out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we got extremely lucky is all I'm going to say. Yeah. Now, so so, so watch, watch this. So uh, what happened when it hit? So you said whatever hit the other side of the planet or whatever. Give me the rundown. What Did anything come out from that or what? No, it's it hits the it is the backside of the sun. So that's our winter time. If mm -hmm. we were in winter time, we'd be done booking. Because mm -hmm. it would have hit us. That's how long the, the revolution takes mm -hmm. in order to ground it. And, uh, you know, it was so powerful, man. If you just look at that on BP Earthwatch, man, you would, you, it, you get a better understanding of it's not about the banking system. It's yeah. not about they're, – they're hiding the fact that this is a grand solar minimum cycle and there's potential for a solar kill shot. Mm -hmm. That's what they're hiding. All right, well. Hey, TB, man, I appreciate opinion. you. I appreciate you for shining a light on us because that's one thing I, I don't, I've not touched, but I got this Earth BP watch, and I'll definitely check it out, man. So thank you for putting us on game. All right. Keep yeah, your head up. Be good. We'll do. Yeah, good stuff, man. So once again, that's a whole other scope of focus I have yet to dive into, but I'll take the time to investigate and find out a little bit what's going on there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's something to be concerned about, definitely. Definitely it is. All right, so let's keep it moving. I see some, a lot of thoughts, a lot of questions out there. Uh, let me get to it. And then I saw, let me see here, super chat. I want to make sure I acknowledge that. Uh, Red Boy says, today was a great day to add to the stack. Definitely, Red Boy. And uh, your boy did get his weight up as well. And so once again, like, and that's the thing, like having a little sell-off in the, in the equities markets, I, you know, like I mentioned before, I don't gamble. You know, I'm not a trader like that, so I don't have any expectations of any of those uh, product promises to pay in the future actually being something worthwhile. And so I mentioned, there's no to my and me in my personal opinion, there's no more investing. It's only speculating slash gambling if you're trying to actually profit off this transition or reset or whatever it's called. So the idea of parking funds and something archaic and expecting it to grow. Based upon what look at, look at the Venezuelan stock market, it's that it's the best performing of all times. It was, but then they reset it when they reset the currency. So I imagine something similar will happen here in the U.S. if it got to that point. But anyway, uh, appreciate that, my friend. All right, so a lot of thoughts, a lot of questions. I heard me get to them. It says, "RTD, no, the only thing they are hiding, they're not really uh, hiding anymore. Global communism with them in charge and us as slaves." Carry, um, right? I, I don't doubt that. And so let me uh, so from the caller earlier mentioned about um, uh, what which bank so definitely Wells Fargo so all so that's the thing like so like TB said all this could literally be distractions on top of distractions and it does a good job because think about that that's just two or three distractions we're talking about right now and if they're trying to keep our attention from the ultimate distraction which is you know the sun doing what it has to do you know you know guys and guys saying let it you know let it do what it do but in the meantime I'm gonna I'm gonna live on live life as if like the sun i'll let the lord take care of the sun activity i ain't worried about it but what's in front of me what impa impacts me in the here and now in the natural realm is what i'm kind of focusing on and that has a lot to do with just realizing and trying to wake up as many, as many people up as possible and tell them that the financial system has already ended and like literally cyber polygon event that happened a week and a half ago was literally that was a cover-up 
for the banks and the for the banking sector to figure out how they're going to pull this off, which is when they decide to take down the financial system and somehow blame it on some activity. They'll never say it was the reverse repo. That's one thing I bet you. They'll never say it was a reverse repo market got out of hand. Two trillion dollars a day. They couldn't handle it, couldn't sustain itself. It kept going up. They may not even want it to go beyond one, two, three a day because that right there, that's all the currency pulled out the system. And so there's nothing left because it's good to say the federal government, I mean, the government itself won't be able to create as much stimulus to counteract all the reverse repo funds taken out of the system, parked in a Fed. And so I don't think there'll be enough infrastructure package to make up the difference (laughs) to where just pull the plug, you know, just pull the plug and we'll keep on moving from there. Anyway, let's keep it moving. Phone lines are open. Let me hear from you guys. Uh, Okay, I see some more questions, more thoughts out here. So I see a lot of people talking about the grand solar minimum. You know, if that's something you study, highlight on it. Give me a call. Talk about it. I am open to be educated because, as I mentioned, I don't dive uh, down that rabbit hole myself. David says, Mike, do you think they're going to extend rental uh, moratorium at the end of the month? No. (sighs) They're going to they're going to. So the left has been that. So the government, our government has been hijacked. And that's the thing. It's not necessarily left or right. It's not a Republican, Democrat. They're all there's some more that's locked in and bought and paid for. And they happen to be led by the Democratic Party. But of course, there's Republicans in on that as well. But yet they're going to use the moratoriums, all that stuff like that as a as a as a gamble, as a tool to get their way. They're going to try to package it up together, say, OK, you give us this, then we'll include moratoriums. We'll include the forbear. We'll include if not, we're not going. We're not going to. You know what I'm saying? And then, of course, you got the House, Senate, all that back and forth it's it's more party related than it is people related so i don't think they give a damn about us like that they probably think that whatever the tax credit and with this infrastructure package i'm not sure if it's gonna be another stimulus check or whatnot because i i don't know but my personal opinion is that they don't care about us and come the end of this month july 31st they probably will let that expire because it'll put more It'll put more of a demand on the fiscal side for government to step in with something else. That'll it'll it'll, it'll incentivize the politicians to come up with that next package. So for say for example, as I mentioned, for those just tuning in, the market gyrations we're experiencing today possibly might have another day or two, give or take, sell off. That's all a, a temper tantrum by Wall Street saying we need more funds, pass the infrastructure bill, pump it through us so we can you know have some you know have some activity flowing. We can buy back our stocks because mind you, there's more corporate. There's more companies right now that are just completely, they just indebted out. They're the zombie companies. They are ready to fold. And if they don't get nothing fresh in the form of liquidity, game over. So if they pass this infrastructure, you better believe they're going to they're gonna need another one come beginning of fall if this stuff continues on to where, yeah, just more stimulus, more stimulus. So for those just tuning in, I went through and went through the whole history of all four. So here's a page right here where you can go through. You can see the last year and a half of everything that has been done from a monetary standpoint, a breakdown of the fiscal monetary response to the pandemic. And this thing goes on and on and on. I'm telling you, every single dollar that has been created and spent somewhere is on this thing here. And of course, we're on the fifth, about to be the sixth, I think. So this is the what I'm talking about. This is the fourth package. And they're negotiating right now that no, I'm sorry, the fifth package was the last major market correction. And of course, the American Rescue Plan came in March. Some stimulus checks came, I think. And so now they're working on a six package, which will be down here pretty soon. And maybe some stimulus checks with that, yada, yada, yada. So you got to see where it's going. No stimulus, no economy. 
and game over. All right, so let me stop ranting. Give me a call. Let's talk. Ah, let me see. Let me see here. I see some Bible says the Bible is written. Uh, the Bible is written in the star. The Bible is written in the stars. The fallen ones copy God's plans with false doctrine. Good stuff there, my man. Yeah, the imitator, the imitator, the tempter. Uh, GS, GSM permits. Let me see here. Murray says GSM permits more cosmic rays. God rays. These rays pass through all to confirm a certain standard. If you're OK, you'll be OK. All right, Murray, that's beyond my head, man. I can admit when I don't get it. That's just not me. Anyway, let's get another call. Then we'll get ready to dial back. And I got a good word I want to share with you. Hello, call. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Mike. This is Josh from Cleveland. Josh, how you doing, my man? Give me a quick thought. What's in your mind? Pretty good. Uh, I was just thinking about what the callers were saying about the sun. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to share a verse here. Yeah, give it to me real quick. Second uh, Peter 2.10, but right. the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Mm-hmm into which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Mm. So I don't know if the caller was so far off, but uh, I don't know uh, if that's so encouraging or not, but uh, yeah, it's the truth. So. Like a thief in the night. Hey, there you have it. that is it's truth. I take it as truth, man. I appreciate you for sharing that for us. Okay, thanks, Mike. Thanks for the call. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff, good stuff. The word is the word, people. Let's get this nice call in. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hey, Mike. It's Patrick calling uh, from Denver, Colorado. Patrick from Denver. How you doing, my man? What's on your mind tonight? Give me a quick thought. I'm doing doing good. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you for having that clip with uh, George Gammon. Um He's really great with breaking down all the whiteboarding. One thing I wanted to point out um, in a lot of his videos that is not talked about enough, and it doesn't account for this, obviously, mm-hmm. with a ton of other things in the CPI index, is the quality of life. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody wow. has more money in their bank account, but um, I think in a competitive capitalistic market, mm-hmm. um, there has to be... Um, if everybody's rich, nobody's rich. I'll put it that way. That's probably the best way to phrase it. But um, <laughs> I love that George Gammon always posts or uh, makes a point about the quality of life because, mm-hmm. um, for example, it took like 45 minutes uh, because a lot of the, the folks that not are they're not millennials, a lot of the uh, kids that are still in high school are working at these restaurants mm-hmm. and are the quality of the um, labor market has gone down because mm-hmm. there's just so much... Uh, wage inflation so yeah 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 quality of life is just taking a nosedive and that's not really being talked about <laughs> yeah very true that is very true and that's where like i remember years ago talking about that that there there was a possibility there is a possibility that the u.s is transitioned you know we're downgraded in the standard of our living like we've only known the greatest and the best and having more than enough in real time but as that fades away in the next couple of years due to monetary inflation the fact that Things are not affordable and the scarcity of goods and services like we're witnessing. Like I talked, I shared a clip about South Africa and how supply chains are broken down and you got lines around the corner. I mean, it's just it's, it's crazy. What make you think that couldn't happen here? And that's what my whole goal in trying to get people to think that we're not immune from real world experiences, man, especially when they're intentionally trying to reset things and causing it. 
So, yeah. Um, and then here, Trump the other yeah. day said that, you know, the U.S. is headed towards a third world. I'm thinking like, well, damn, like I've never heard a president. And of course, you know, he's unique in and of itself. But the fact he mentioned the U.S. is heading towards the third world. I'm like, most people never experienced third world or even wow. seen it. So that's uh, another eye opener. But it is what it is, man. But hey, appreciate your call, my friend. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, be good. Bye. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff, good stuff. All right, people, let's get ready to dial back, man. Uh, man, this was a this was a live, this is an action packed show tonight, man. This was, man. So if everybody came in late, first thirty minutes, I gave my little rant trying to put together the pieces of the puzzle towards what's going on and how I believe. And actually, I would encourage you guys. So actually, let me let me let me show you this clip real quick. So for those com- coming in, I mentioned that you know I had a chance to watch the first couple minutes of the whole cyber. This is a six, a five and a half, almost six hour cyber polygon. I watched the first 25, 20 minutes. I watched, watched whole claw swap. And of course, he's reading a script, but he gives good details as to what he was told to do because he's a front man. He's a puppet. And it's all the, the, the oligarchy families and all the big institutions. You know, he's just, you know, just a mouthpiece for them people. So he drops clothes and every nuggets now and then. But anyway, let me share with you a little little video here. And then I'll end on this one. But here is something that you guys pay attention to this. Let me let me make this bigger. And then let me uh, just check this out real quick. It's Cyber Polygon 2021. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Griff. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cyber Polygon 2021. It is my honor to host this event for the third year in a row. All this is brought to you by Sberbank and BI Zone Cybersecurity. We are very grateful for the continued support from the World Economic Forum and Interpol. I'm happy to say that IBM once again agreed to be the technology partner for the training exercise. This year, we have a lot to talk about as the world is still adapting to a new cyber age where we find ourselves spending more time online than in real life. Now let's watch a short video clip. Check this clip out. Look at these smart cities. And of course, they got the main tower in the middle. All the buildings are connected. Who's in a big tower? Who's in this big tower is the question you gotta ask yourself. They sending out signals and rays. So yeah, that's, uh, let me see, that's the video there. So um, something worth thinking about. Let me end this real quick. So anyway, so people, that's something I want you guys to consider. So I encourage you guys to check that out. But if you just look at that video, you see this tall this tall tower in the middle of the smart city, these connected buildings. You saw drones coming up and going to attack stuff that probably was not compliant or whatever. And all that stuff was just connected. And then, of course, Klaus Schwab mentioned that <laughs> we're going to all be connected. So if they have their way, this is not going to be pretty, people. But anyway, you guys knew this ahead of time. So what can we do? Hey, man, we have to right now. 
when when it appears that there's some there's some activity in the streets right now. People, especially in the European area, they're they're standing up, letting their voice be heard. We'll never hear about in the mainstream news. So I literally my so today, this is what I said today. This is my little call call to action. This is my call to action right here. Let me show you show you what I did today, just as a way of countering the narrative. And of course, we got fake book or fake news that's being put out there everywhere we look. And so this is what I did today. I saw an article that I did just I knew it was fake because it's it's slanted. It's not the truth. And this is on Wall Street. It says unvaccinated Americans are behind rising COVID-19 hospital hospitalization. So I just basically put fake news. Like I fact checked that. That's a damn lie. I put fact checked on it, put it on my put it on my Twitter and shared it. And a couple people retweeted it. So whenever you see some BS called it on its surface and then shine, you know, shine some light on it and then give a narrative. I told people, hey, check some medical experts. I'm like, go, go to BitChute, go to Rumble Video and check the videos there. There's experts on there as well. There's other doctors and the experts got PhDs and they can do what they do. Go check those guys out. So you take you take the the scientists that are not supported. You take the propaganda society scientists. You come up with your own conclusion as to what you believe is real or not. Give people a choice. And it's your job. If you are awake and aware, it's your job to share the alternative truth with people because they'll only believe what they're bombarded with. And as you notice, the mainstream news is just overwhelming people with negative stuff. They're going to talk about variants. They're going to talk about all types of crap. But then again, imagine if people were to cut off the news and there was no news. That means there would be no bad news and then people wouldn't give a damn. And that's their problem. They're, people are not giving a damn right now because they are literally enjoying their life. They're realizing that they don't want to participate in this, but they're going to keep pumping us with fake news. So you check their news. We are the fact checkers. Hell. We are the fact checker. So make sure you guys out there sharing your two cents whenever you can. Anyway, I'm getting fired up. <laughs> I'm getting fired up. Anyway. <sighs> okay, people, let's get ready to dial back, man. Let's get ready to dial back. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so for those that are hanging out with me, if you've enjoyed the rants, man, hit the thumbs up to show your support for the channel. Take this video, grab segments out of it, share it with your family and friends. Because once again, we are the resistance, people. We are the only ones that know what's really going on. And if you sit down with your mouth closed and do nothing and not let your voice be heard, Believe me, it won't take long before you're forced to sh sit down and let, not let your voice be heard and then the game over. So anyway, that being the case, people, that's all she wrote. Let's end on a good, a good note of prayer for all my believers out there as well as non-believers. We need help, but we need help from a greater conscience than our own because we are the creators of our own problems, whether or not we've created this pandemic or not. But the, we, from a human standpoint, we're trying to solve our own problems and we're not capable of doing it because... We're flawed. We're all flawed individuals. We, you know, can try to do our best, but in our inherent nature, we're still sinners. But thank God that there's grace and the blood, which has saved us from our sins to where we are able to tap into a higher source right now. It's called the Holy Spirit. And through the Holy Spirit, we're able to get God's wisdom on how to navigate and how to conduct ourselves. Because think about this. In every Bible example that occurred, Whenever the enemy was attacking, God always, A, came through for his own, and B, he always gave his people a word or gave them some wisdom that was right on time, telling them where to be, how to be, and what to do, and how to get it done. That's still available to us right now as the body of Christ. So let's tap into it. Let's tap into it. And the only way we can tap into it by, is by faith. So hopefully you guys are you know, investing, depositing in your spiritual account right now so that you can draw upon it in the days ahead as you will need it. Believe me, no one's immune. And no one's big and bad enough to do it by themselves. You will need help from the man within. 
We are temples of the living God. Remember that, people. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people say, you know, God's up there, God's up there. But no, if you're a believer, God's inside of us. You know what I'm saying? We are capable of more than we can ever fathom. But we got to realize that we have it in us. And so that's the power that's available to us right now. I believe that. So I wanted you guys to get in agreement with me on that if you're interested. And so we can definitely, you know, whenever two or more are gathered, we can call and we be heard. And of course, the Lord does answer prayer. He does. I believe that. Anyway, people, let's follow our heads for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather this evening. Lord, we thank you for the wisdom and guidance you have given us to be able to decipher and to see through the lies that are being thrown out, thrown out there through all this propaganda, all this, this, this stuff that just the enemy's trying to do to us. Father, we thank you, Father, for your wisdom. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to be able to speak, to be able to share the truth right now, Lord, because your light shining in on darkness will expose everything, Father. We ask that you give your children boldness and confidence, Father, to be able to and be willing to speak boldly with confidence right now without being ashamed and to claim you as their Lord and Savior first and foremost. And then beyond that, Father, share their faith with others so they can realize the true nature of everything, that this is a spiritual warfare. It is not a natural warfare. It's not just against us. This is against you, Father. And we ask that you be with us right now, strengthen us, keep us, and continue to do great things through us and for us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Man, 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 I'm fired up. But anyway, people, that's all she wrote for tonight. Be blessed, be safe, and I will see you guys on the flip side. Peace.